This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We're glad that you're with us this week, and this is a special week, right? Because we're we're at an eve, Robbie. Can you tell us which eve that we're at? Mother's Day Eve. Mother, Mother's Day Eve. That's right. And so if you haven't shot by now, you better get out there. I'm just saying, you know, for the mothers in your life, you fill in the blank on who that is. But yes, and sometimes it can be a daughter that's a mother. Yeah, just saying. Absolutely. The worst thing is having a wife who's a mother and thinks you should be giving her Mother's Day present. You're not my mother, but that's never worked. Does your wife listen to the show? I know I'm in trouble. (laughs) I'll be in trouble tomorrow anyway because I didn't get her anything for Mother's Day. I'm just saying. Just saying. So, Andy, as you try to pass the mic back to Robbie. Yeah. So, the topic of this week's show is your idea. This is your show. It's Andy's show. So, if you don't like it, write in and say, I didn't like Andy's show. If you do like it, just say, Sam, thank you for the show. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> the love abounds today. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, I was, it has been on my heart. I mean, I guess, uh, you know, a lot of times we are talking about masculine things, and a lot of times we talk about father wounds and connection to the father and finding God as our father. But sometimes I don't think we think about daily, you know, the impact our mother's had on us, even though, you know, my father's passed, but my mother's not, and my mom has always played a, a big impact in my life and also my spiritual life. So I just thought it was a you know, it's Mother's Day. Let's honor mothers, and I, you know, I just think it's. I think it's will be good for our souls to articulate what our mothers meant to us and to honor them. I think it'll be good for us as well as we go through the show. Yeah, you know, there were two in the garden. Yeah, right? Adam and Eve, and, and so Eve is made in God's image, right? And so our moms are made in God's image, yep. right? And so how that plays out depends on like with us, it doesn't always play out the way God intended, or maybe it does, right? Yep. But it, we are still made in that image. And so, you know, this, some of this is part of just realizing, you know, God's image through our moms. Yep. Right. Rodney, you actually, for the first time, I think, ever? No, I've actually gone first before. I've had a laugh track. I've had Was some I here good that laugh week? tracks. You might not have been. Yeah, you were at the beach a, a lot. I, probably a week I was gone. Uh-huh. We actually got your clip even on the air, right? let alone first in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. At Mother's Day, Mom, <laughs> I love you. This is big. I get to be first on the very first clip of the show. So this is for you, Mom. Um, she sent me a message. Said, yeah. Could you please let Robbie yeah. go first? I appreciate that. <laughs> she did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you said to send it at mas- you know, our name at masculinejourney.org. So, you know. Yeah. Please yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, being an only child, I do get spoiled just just a little bit. But So I was 
trying to think of, you know, what, what, what clips to go with. And what was really interesting that we all came together at the end of this week to do the show. And we're all like, it's been really hard to find clips and what would really describe our mothers. But my first thought went to June Cleaver with Leave it to Beaver and just kind of the homely, uh, just bringing a home together type of thing. You <laughs> know, homely. not, not homely looking. That's a, that's a, sorry, mom. Sorry, we didn't uh, mean homely. There was wow, just, just, what a smack. just whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah, I know you want to, <laughs> you're get falling me off the first string right now. Yeah. But just have a homie, I guess. Homie. That's the word I'm looking for. I guess. Homie atmosphere, you know, yeah. and I'm like, I didn't know what to, what I would find out there, but it's just, this was one. This was a clip where June kind of talks to Beaver about God, and it's kind of interesting in the clip where he he was lying, and you know June's like, well, you know, always tell the truth. But then in the middle of the clip, when he asked, well, was God there when Daddy was talking to Mister Rutherford? Is just after Dad just got done kind of fibbing a little bit about not going over to Mister Rutherford's house, and you can go ahead and play the clip, and we'll come back new house and you told those lies about the dog biting you i guess so beaver it's telling lies that gets us into trouble you'll always be safe if you tell the truth and anyway even when you think you're getting away with it god knows you're lying how oh because god knows everything he sees everything right to the roof Right through the roof. Right through the ceiling? And through the ceiling. Would God see me if I hid in the closet? Yes, Beaver. You see, God is everywhere. Was God there when Dad was talking to Mr. Rutherford on the telephone? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Beaver, that was a little bit different, you see. Well, your your father was tired, and and he didn't want to hurt Mr. Rutherford's feelings, and... Well, Beaver, I'm afraid sometimes your father and I make mistakes. That's okay. I make it myself sometimes, Mom. Well, you lie down now and take your nap. Okay, Mom. Well, yeah, my mom was certainly the spiritual leader in our family, um, and, you know... We talked earlier about getting drugged to church, and um, I didn't get dragged to church as much as I was told was. I was expected to go, and and I went, and it was something that never kicked in, you know, until much later in life as to what that really meant to me, because I I had this picture of just going to church. I didn't have a picture of Jesus and God and what He did for me personally, and. Me coming to Christ has just enriched my relationship with my mom so much more because now I can go talk to her about anything and feel comfortable where before I I wouldn't. I'd always shy away and not share. But when you know, you know there's sort of certain moments in your life when you're like, oh, my gosh, my mom loves me that much that she would do that for me. So I was just my first time I was going to go up to uh, Wisconsin with my buddy Larry and his family go snowmobiling and we're going to get picked up on the 26th of December at four in the morning and we're heading for Wisconsin. Okay. I'm getting up. I'm 
I'm like, oh my gosh, this is early. But I'm ex- but then I'm like, oh yeah, well, what do I get to go do? This is great. So I'm kind of getting excited. I walk out to the kitchen and I've got a full breakfast, sausage and eggs sitting there waiting for me at 3.30 in the morning to have breakfast before I go on this trip. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe that she had done that for me. And then not only did she do it then, but she did it like every year. And then I got to rub it into my buddy's noses when I had a full belly and they were out starving in the morning when we were going up with them. That's cool. That's a great story. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Robbie, uh, we've got probably four or five minutes. Do you want to go ahead and tell a little bit of your story and play your clip? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, my mom uh, went to be the Lord in 2016, same year as Sam's. It's kind of weird that we've done life through these things together. But um, I have just an awesome moment that my mom, you know, one of the last times she talked coherently because she died of bone cancer, was in a lot of pain. So she was on heavy doses of morphine there in the last few days for life. And it just so happened that it was on the 10th anniversary show of the Christian car guy that she wanted to call in and, and share her feelings. And I'll just so make sure we get that in just go ahead and play what my mom, who called into the most Christian car guy shows prior to her death, <laughs> so she was not any surprise to the listeners. Go ahead. And right now we have my mom live from Illinois. Mom, you got something for us <laughs> on our sure 10th how, anniversary? <laughs> I'm not sure how live I am. I just had a terrible example for all you young people out there of trying to work a telephone telephone and a computer all at one time when you're on morphine. <laughs> I want to tell you, I could not find your station. I could not find it. Well, anyhow, I just wanted to say that everybody out there, that maybe uh, he has changed a lot of lives, but the Christian Guard Show has changed Robbie Dilmore's life. And it could hardly get any better, but as his mom, I'm going to tell you, He's getting better and better. I love you all over there. Bye. Bye. So, uh, yeah, that that's a very precious uh, few seconds that have meant a lot to me. But I was remembering the first time, um, you know, it's funny that I'm in public speak- speaking because I ran for some student office in fourth grade, and I was terrified, terrified to go in front of the whole school and give this speech. And I can remember my mother just, you know, she was, my mother was a Latin major in college, and she was brilliant when it came to language and spelling and all the things I can't do. And she had it all lined out for me. Son, this is what you're going to do. And you just remember John Kennedy asked not what you're... (laughs) <laughs> student body could do, you know, whatever. I could remember the whole thing. She had it all lined out, and, and she had me so pumped up because she had such faith in me, right? And you could hear in her voice, and there's there's so much in my life that I think she instilled in me um, a certain amount of faith that, that right, became faithful. Mm-hmm. So beautiful stuff, yeah. you know, Definitely hard to listen to, though. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I had the uh, honor of meeting your mom uh, on the way back from NRB. Right. We stopped by, and I was able to, to meet her and, and you know get to say hello and you know put a, a name uh, with, with a face. And so that was really cool. And I think it's pretty interesting. Your mom was 
a Latin uh, major and you become this Hebrew major. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, it's kind of continuing the tradition, right, that she was studying a language that a lot of people don't necessarily, unless you're into the medical field, really deal with. And, and you're very into a, a language that unless you're in the theological field, you don't really spend a lot of time in it. Yeah, it's kind of cool when you think about it. The the word mom in Hebrew, since you brought it up. Yeah, I knew it was there. It's like, it's like Prego spaghetti sauce. I know it's there somewhere. Yeah, it's all in there, whatever that is. So Aleph Bet is dad, Abba. You you know the you can hear the sound of the B and the on the Abba. Am is is mom. Um, that that's got the mem in there. That is is almost like inbred. That that same concept of, but still the Aleph. You know, you were talking about how your mom was a lion. Well, you know, like Solomon would say that a woman of virtue who can find it begins with an Aleph. That verse, because the idea of this, the woman is also, you know, very much the idea of that of that alpha like leadership role in the family that's so critical. Oh yeah, just uh, you want to see a woman. Come alive, fully alive, just injure her child. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she'll tear you up, right? Uh, so we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about our mom's impact on our lives. We do have a boot camp coming up uh, November 17th through 21st. Go to MasculineJourney.org to register. We'd love to have you there. We know God would love to have you there. For me, describing boot camp, when I heard the stories from the stage that the other men had, and then during my prayer time, I'm getting a download from God on where my life is and how I have wounds and I have a place in his story. To know how I heard from God is one of those things. He really does communicate with us. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. One of the things that's been a true joy to me is having my sons go with me to boot camps and watching them get an understanding that I wished I would have had at their age. It took me several years and I'm still probably learning it a little bit as we go, but watching them get a good foothold into manhood and understanding what's important, what their role is, and how to stay away from the enemy. To receive healing and restoration in the way that you love on others. Register today at MasculineJourney.org. Yo, you're talking to your mother. Show a little respect, will you? You only got one mother. Take care of her. Appreciate her. Show a little respect. Take care of her. So that was Vinny Menino for those longtime listeners, right? That used yeah. to be, you know, one of the regulars of our show. Vinny went to be Lord, uh, you know, a couple of years after my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess at t- 2019, 2019 yeah, my during mom, COVID, right? Yeah. And, and so I did a, a Christian car guy show for mothers. Probably that was 2015 or 2014. It was taking, you know, Vinny had that gangster voice because he grew up in Manhattan in that. So we're not exactly sure what all he was involved in. That in that arena. In that arena. Yeah. And he had a way of saying that kind of stuff that um, really laid it on you. Um, but certainly it's great to hear that voice. And my mom's voice in the same show, like, wow, it's really cool that we can have things like that to hear, you know? Yeah, Vinny uh, was raised in a time where, without a doubt, he respected his mom. You know, that was not an option not to for him. 
So, Danny, uh, we're going to move towards you and uh, with your clip, if you want to talk to us a little about this journey for you. Yeah, um, this has been a tough topic. Mom passed away in September last year. So I promised Andy I'd try to get through this and not wet any of the electronics in the studio. So um, the I was looking for, you know, and everybody's already said it, hardly any clips out there. And so I couldn't find anything. And so I started looking at songs and, and I'd play a little bit of a song and then cry a little bit and play a little bit of a song and then cry a little bit more. And so I think my laptop's okay. I'm not sure. Uh, but I found a song. I never heard this song. It's a country song. I know that's going to shock a lot of you that I would pick <laughs> a country song, but, um, and I'd never heard it and, and looked at the backstory and, and this guy wrote this song for his mother on Mother's Day last year. And the, the the chorus is what we cut out, and it it pretty much describes my mom. And so we can play the clip. And She's got a marked up King James heart of gold Got too much on her plate but never lets it show I asked my wife, I said, if I had, you had to describe mom in one word, what would you say? And she said, loyal. Mm-hmm. And she was an amazing lady. And, and as, after as she passed away, we went through some of the records she had kept. And, Lord, she had the notes from my first sermon when I was 14. She had all kinds of dictation and stuff from events in our lives of a bad divorce and and I think but but one of the things that my daughter found was the notes of all that stuff and my daughter I won't ever forget her reading it and she called me and she said dad said my whole life's a lie because her mother had told her a whole different story but she was she knew when she found grandma's notebook it was the truth it was just like the King James version of the Bible laying there you know there was no variance there and I was just, and to think about how mom did the things she did. She worked full time. She raised two boys. I'm pretty sure that increased her prayer life quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I know my brother did. It wasn't me, but, uh, <laughs> and uh, I hope he listens. Um, and to do all those things, to, you know, have supper on the table when everybody got home and everything still be hot. I don't know that the woman ever ate a hot meal because she was doing everything for everybody else. She was caretaker for both of my grandmothers, and she raised my daughter for most of her up into, into her teenage years. And then she gave her to me and go, uh-uh, no, she didn't. But uh, though she did all those things. She was, you know, a devoted wife, a mother, you know, a church-going lady. The whole nine yards worked and that kind of thing. And you go, how in the world did you pull all that off? Mm-hmm. That's why they call it retired, I think, because you've tired all over again. Exactly, exactly. I I'm just have a feeling that, you know, as you were growing up, your mom used to grab you by your hair to get your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Not for very long. <laughs> okay. Well, no, meeting your brother, I was thinking he, she probably didn't grab his hair. He's bald, too. That's funny. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she probably had one under each arm, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that could be one. Or under each hand. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly. Andy, you want to uh, tell us a little bit about your clip and go ahead and, and play it? Sure. Um, so m- 
my mom's kind of a Walton's groupie, so this is kind of the honor with the clip first. But the content of it, I think, really speaks to our relationship. Um, in this in this clip, Olivia is the mom, and John Boy is the the son, and and there's a pastor and a school teacher who were um, getting married, and they just had to book. They they decided to to leave and go book, and they needed fill-ins for the pastor and for the school teacher and. John Boy got the pastorate, and, and his mom got the school school teacher. So it's been a rough week. They've been really busy. So the family goes out to the mountain and, you know, have a picnic on the mountain. And John Boy notices that his mom's up there. And, and so he goes up to talk to her about her experience, and she speaks into his experience as well. And this is a conversation. Feeling tired? Everyone seems to think so. They won't let me help much. How's it coming along? Much better. Hot as sin, of course, but a lot easier than the first day. Yeah, it'll get easier and easier as you go along. How's your work coming? Well, it's it's coming pretty slowly, actually. Mostly it's just the thoughts. You know, I've got to sift them out in my mind and sort them out and organize them. I've got to have some reason to stand up there and talk to those people, and they've got to have some reason to sit there and listen to me. It's coming. I knew it would. It's like him to think of coming up here for supper. Yeah, he comes up here every chance he gets. <sighs> feel that breeze. I can feel the ragged edges just smoothing away. Land in the pine trees is a sermon in itself, all right. So you hear there, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, you, you know, his, uh, John Boy's mother spoke into his life and just said, you know, I knew you could do it. And I always got that from my mom, whatever whatever I t- took on, sports, whatever. Um, she was there, and she, she had that positive word. I mean, she was all about family, and s- sadly, our family broke up, but we had those good family times around the, the table and stuff. But I just think of her spiritual impact in my life, and, you know, it's kind of funny. She knew I was into sports, and she was always trying to slough off these Christian athlete biographies and stuff like that, and I wouldn't take the bait for a long time. And I kind of went my own way, saved when I was a a young kid, but kind of took my own way. And in my 20s, you know, I was dating a girl, and, you know, my mom was, she was really concerned about my spiritual life. And she had her own spiritual walk that she was walking out. And at the time, she really wanted to give up smoking, and um, but she felt like that was somewhat tied to where I was at, that she needed to give up something to receive it. So speaker came to our church from Africa and he kind of prophesied over her that basically it's like the story from Isaiah about Hezekiah when Hezekiah was, you know, had a disease unto death. And, you know, he had cried out to God about it. And Isaiah came and said, I've seen your tears. Well, that prophet said, I've seen your tears. And shortly after that, I don't remember the exact timing, God got a hold of my heart. I began to re- start thinking about spiritual things again. And I can remember it was um, <clears throat> Easter of that year. I just remember reading the Gospels or reading the Easter story and just sitting there weeping. And then, you know, shortly after that, you know, he got a hold of my heart really, really seriously. And, you know, just that she was she wouldn't give up to me spiritually. I know she prayed a lot, but just that story that steadfastness that she had. It was really cool. We really got involved in the same church shortly after that. She ends up going, which, 
you know, this is my mom that's just worked in corporate America for all these years. She goes and takes a short-term mission trip for a year to El Salvador. Yeah, Uh, it's just amazing uh, how God led us through that. And we've been stayed pretty close through my separation i've been uh went through she's been there for me all that time and you know i just she's been a great blessing i mean she's had stuff from her past that has affected her life and all but she's we've walked through it together and it's just that's one of the reasons i just i felt like i I really needed to honor my mom on the radio so yeah and we got a chance to meet her yep yeah that was fun yep absolutely got a story about me that you're not going to share right i'm not going to share robbie's (laughs) going to share i'm pretty certain he's going to share robbie I asked her, what was the Andy story that they always tell at the family? And she said, I'm going to give you a word and see if it's the same word. And the word was crawdad. And I said, crawdad? And then she, she goes, Andy, what's the word? And, and, and he said, you know, she had whispered it to me, crawdad. I said, what in the world, crawdad? Well, apparently Andy had been catching crawdads and they had a, a, a glass full of crawdads with water in it. And the other hand was a Pepsi. And he was getting thirsty, apparently. He was parched. And apparently had the crawdads in one hand and the Pepsi in the other and switched them, you know, for a moment enough to get a good swaller of crawdad water. And so if you ever wondered why Andy has a tendency to back up from things, you know, you see him doing the back step there, you know, that could be that crawdad water. Has got yeah, I hide under rocks, too. Yeah, yeah. I've wondered about that. It's all coming into focus now. Yeah, you know, there's you so always much. Andy comes through in a pinch. I've always. Yeah, yeah. Well, how do I follow that? Oh. Oh, all right. So one question I'm going to ask you guys in the after hours, right? Somewhere around the the question is going to be something around. Think about. How your mom's put her fingerprints on your life. Now, that's a little bit what you were sharing, Andy, but additional stories of her just impacting the way that you do things or the way that you see things or the way that you carry yourself. And the story everybody wants to hear that I'm hoping Danny will tell is what his mom had to say to his ex-wife on the phone. Classic. It's only be told after hours. There's nothing to be told. (laughs) And and edited after hours as well a little bit, maybe. There comes a point where Mama Bear does come out. And, you know, that was that's quite the story. It is. Told by the, the storyteller himself. Yeah, there's a few times I remember my mom getting angry. Most of them had to do with things about her kids. You know, and so maybe I'll share some of that after. But this is the last day you have before Mother's Day. So if there are mothers in your life, if you're fortunate and your mother's still alive, you're still connected with her, make sure you get her something. If your wife and you have children, she's a mother, get her something. If you have grandchildren, you know, somebody in that group's a mother. Take it from Vinny. <laughs> Take it yeah. from Vinny. Show a little respect. Show a little respect. Get them something. <laughs> Get them a card. Tell them you love them. Just do something for them. Honor them tomorrow, please. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the boot camp coming up November 17th through 21st. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.